Hello and welcome to another episode of the Synergy Autism Podcast. I am Barbara Avila and this is one of my 2021 mini podcasts, which I produce almost every weekend based on some of the conversations I have in my work with individuals, families, and professionals out there. I do want to mention, of course, that my book is out so excited. You can find it anywhere you purchase your books. It is only currently out in paperback, but soon will be out in an ebook format. So if you prefer that, it's coming soon. So today I thought I'd return to a common dilemma faced by parents and professionals supporting autistic individuals, and that is the concept of favorites. So the trouble with favorites. So most of us neurotypicals have lots of favorites like favorite colors and favorite foods. But many autistic individuals struggle with the concept of favorites and may be unable to answer the question, which one is your favorite? When they're presented with two or three nice or positive choices. So why? What's going on? Well, if you think about it, If someone tends to think in more black and white terms or more concrete, quote, right or wrong terms, when they're asked for their favorite, they may think that there is a right answer rather than simply a preference. So if you ask them which is their favorite, chicken nuggets or french fries, they may not see the meaning of making one preferential over the other. They're both good. So degrees of priority of favorite seems more challenging for many on the autism spectrum. They simply do not see the point. And at the same time, we are guides for children who may also shy away from using those emotional words, kind of those gray area emotional words, when someone is a more concrete thinker. After all, emotions are very gray area. They, they vary in degree and they come and go without a visual representation unless it's really extreme. So... Let me get back to favorites. You may be thinking, hey, my child insists on using only the red cup or insists on only eating certain foods. So isn't that choosing favorites? Well, sort of. So let's imagine the mind of an autistic child, teen, or or adult for a moment. As mentioned, they may be of the mindset that there are right and wrong answers to most questions. The world is not as dynamic, and so prioritizing can be extremely difficult. So they might have had a red cup once, and then that was then the correct cup versus all the other cup options. The concept of degrees of correctness is not the same for those who process in more dynamic terms, like many neurotypicals. Some of you may have heard of something called PECS. P-E-C-S. And this stands for Picture Exchange Communication System. So bear with me for a minute. You'll, it'll, it'll have a purpose. <laughs> so this system utilizes and supports a person to learn how to use pictures or photos or colored line drawings to communicate their choices or words, I should say. The first level, though, of the system of a person learning the system is to offer a choice of two objects and the pictures that are associated with them. When the individual reaches for the object, they're supposed to take the picture and hand it to the receiving person to then access that object. 
Commonly, people start using the system during snack time, for example, at school, when a student might be highly motivated to eat, for example. However, it is really frustrating to me that people seem to skip over the very first step as it's outlined by the creators of the system. And that is to help someone understand the concept of preference. According to the creators, at least I should mention several years ago when I used PECs in my classroom, you were offered you were to offer two objects and the corresponding pictures, but one of those options or objects should be something very neutral compared to the other object. So one might offer a tissue with a picture of a tissue and a handful of goldfish with a photo or picture of goldfish. If the child then reaches for the tissue, they're given the tissue. They learn quickly that it's important and makes sense to choose one over the other. If you offer goldfish and cheese crackers with their corresponding photos, you will never know whether they are really making a preferential choice if the child likes both of them. So anywho, I thought some of you might enjoy this food for thought on why autistic individuals may have trouble choosing one thing over another. So remember, it's a gray area matter or a degree of what is more challenging, the degree of something that's more challenging as a concept for them. Now, some of you may also be wondering, okay, now (laughs) what do we do with this information? Do we just give up and not support someone in learning to make a choice between two or more options? Well, no, of course not. What I suggest is, and you have probably heard me say this a gazillion times, but you're going to hear it again. Make it visual. I am a huge fan of people having what I call visual conversations with one another. It may feel awkward at first, but allow it to simply supplement your words as you're talking or offering choices. Draw it, write it, whatever. In this case, consider creating a Likert scale. Now, remember, that's that one where you have to rate something on a scale, for example, one being never awful and 10 being always or awesome. So consider using a Likert scale and visually represent what you perceive might be things on the extremes. So draw a line, put the number one or zero and 10, 5, 10, whatever increment you want, and then start to fill it in. So for me, I would put strawberries on the very low end of that scale because yes, I really don't like strawberries. I know. And I would probably put chocolate on the high end where I really love chocolate with some of those other kind of common foods in the middle. I might share my my preferences first and then help the individual with theirs. Now, it may take time, but you know what is so cool is that often just putting it into more concrete and visual terms like this can significantly help an autistic person grasp a concept like this one very quickly. So there you have it, the trouble with favorites and some ideas of how to help someone be able to understand that there are preferences. All right, so don't forget my book, Seeing Autism, is available now on Amazon or wherever you find your books. I personally am a fan of ordering books from local bookstores. And if you would like a signed copy, I'm doing this right now, I am happy to send you one personally. So email me with your details at barbara at synergyautismcenter.com and please be ready to pay for the book and shipping to wherever you might be located in the world. All right. 
Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you and um, I'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Synergy Autism Podcast, where we bring research, information, and people together to best understand and love those with autism, also known as autistic individuals. Check out my website for lots of additional links, like my Facebook account, Instagram account, blogs that I have written, videos, and even courses that are both free and some that I have labored with some wonderful colleagues um, to produce just for you. And contact me with questions and ideas for future podcasts. I'm here. I'm listening. Till next time.